Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, friends and faithful listeners. Now, if this is the first time you're landing on our podcast, just know that everything we do at Stay Forth Designs, including this podcast, is an extension of our heart for leaders. We are for leaders. If you are a kingdom leader of any kind, you have influence in any sphere, we want to help. Whether that's through our coaching process, whether we're just providing space like this podcast for conversation, we've got a journal that we've created and curated so that each day in 10 minutes, you can live and lead as God designed you without getting overwhelmed. We've got all kinds of tools, but don't get lost in the tools. Please hear our mission that we want to help leaders get healthy, stay healthy, and then reach the impact that God has designed for you. Now, this is part two of a series And we are hearing from Faith Cho, who's an incredible leader from New Jersey, but she has national influence. She is so well-spoken. And in this episode, we tackle some really hard topics, including including Asian hate, including what do we do when we feel like we just want to give up? We want to quit on the leadership dream that God put inside of us in a really hard season. And if you haven't wanted to quit, I don't know how long you've been leading. Honestly, it's really refreshing for her to just talking, her just talking about that temptation that we all have just want to quit just want to excuse ourselves from the table and say god could do all this without me i have no place here and i think i'm just going to be done i'm just going to check out for a while and do everybody else a favor i love her honesty if you didn't catch part one please go back and listen to that really helpful context about their ministry their developing and unfolding church and the incredible ministry that she has to women across the country hope you enjoy But more than that, I hope you learn from this crucial conversation with Faith Cho. Let's shift a little bit. Obviously, the atrocities that continue to happen in our world, we want to get personal takes on how's that impacting leaders. And so peel back your heart just a little bit. Um, Obviously, after the atrocity that took place and then the surge of Asian hate um, that was both online and then people commenting on it to create more firestorms. Faith, how's that personally impacting you, your husband, and your family? Yeah, um, deeply. Absolutely deeply. It's a very personal thing. And I think what it did, it um, it spurred on our community to not be okay with silence. Because it's cultural for us to mm. not stir the pot. It's actually considered dishonoring almost to speak up, which is why um, our narrative isn't really out there as much, but all Mm. this pain, you know, I mean, I go to New York City all the time, but now I don't take public transportation. I take my car, you know, and I go to the garage and I park right by where I need to hold my meeting and I go right back into my car. It's a real thing. Um, all my friends, I mean, they carry mace, pepper spray, like, you know, it's like, um, all of a sudden you see all, you know, the, the men, the Asian American men that I know, they're just kind of like a bit like powering up, you know, they're more safety measures for their home, um, calling the elderly extra times. Um, we actually have a guard dog now, (laughs) you know, it's, it's a real thing, but I think what's most painful is when we're disregarded as in, um, when people say, well, no, like Asians, we, no one hates you. We love your movies. We like your, your music, your food. And I think that's just some of the most demeaning mm-hmm. comments 
that we that come our way almost as if like you don't have it that bad and yeah we you know I'm not saying oh my goodness woe is us and you know but when we do vocalize what's going on I think what you know, does sting is when people say, well, you're not going to get anywhere with that victim mentality, you know, um, or, um, you know, like, yeah, like, uh, other people have it worse. You're the model minority. Look how many crazy rich Asians there are. Um, and just completely disregarding this whole other narrative, mm. you know, and no one is really crying victim the Asian American community has such a warrior spirit and it's that it, our silence is a testament to that warrior spirit. You know, we've just been holding it in, but I think now um, the American of our Asian Americanness is coming out and we're starting to really speak up and um, which in a way I'm glad. And I think for us on a personal level, um, I mean, my husband and I, we've been walking into the church planting scene um, for the past year. Um, and I think one of the biggest culture shocks that we've experienced was just realizing, oh my goodness, it's kind of a very white field, you know, and we didn't expect that. That's not, you know, um, we've been pastors for about 16 years, but then we, uh, in terms of church planting, it's only been a year, maybe a year, a couple months. And just realizing, man, it's a whole new world. It's, you know, you walk in and you realize everybody has a connection and everybody has some sort of, uh, or, oh, how did you fundraise? I, this church or this person. And it's like, you know, inherited wealth, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just been, it's a challenge for sure. When you walk into rooms, uh, networking meetings and you're the only Asian face. And in a way I, I did share this with one of my colleagues. I said, you know, I've been invited to speak in almost every other ethnic circle. Um, but when it comes to the white circle, I feel like oftentimes I've just been asked to be assessed, you know, um, whereas Hispanic uh, brothers and sisters, black brothers and sisters, Asian brothers and sisters, come speak, come collaborate, come join, let's do this together. But when it comes to entering into white institutions, it's like, well, we gotta do assessments. We got to see what, you know, what you're capable of. Let's, you know, and I totally understand, you know, especially if there isn't a familiarity. However, you know, but that's just been the experience and that's been making uh, some of the church planting journey a definite, it's been a challenge, you know, um, mm. but all the more leaning on God. Mm. So water. you reference some things that are not helpful, conversations that are not helpful. What conversations are helpful? Um, are you talking about in general or in regards to ministry or church planting? Yeah, particularly around. Um, so we hosted a series, Dear White Leaders, this summer, and mm. we listened. We listened to friends who love Jesus and have the Holy Spirit within them, and they happen to be black. And they have a very different experience than I have and than many of our listeners. And so we just took the opportunity to listen. And there were some really good things that we said, okay, that's not helpful. But in a conversation, especially with this kind of fear right now in the Asian community, what kind of conversation would you welcome? Would it be even maybe even healing or life-giving for a friend mm -hmm. like me who's white to come and say, I don't know 
what you're experiencing, Faith, but I want to have a conversation. What kind of conversation would be a good one and a helpful one? I believe if someone wanted to know um, my own gospel story, you know, I think oftentimes, especially being an Asian American woman, I get invited into conversations um, and to the table, oftentimes as a token piece to fulfill a niche topic. Like, let's talk about race. We want you to come in so we could talk about race. Oh, we want you to come in so we could talk about women, you know, Mm -hmm. women stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But what about what Jesus has done in my life? You know, um, and I think that's when you'll see if women's ministry and the church and all these things have come to a particular place in healing, if we could kind of get to that place where, and I don't know if we can get there, but where we could kind of put these topics on um, on race and gender and things like that, almost secondary to actual gospel, mm. you know, but part of the reason yeah. why we can't is because we have all this pain and division and it has to be something we have to address. But wouldn't it be amazing if you just invite an Asian American woman speaker to just preach on the gospel? (laughs) Who happens to be a woman and who happens to be Asian American versus that's the reason why. Exactly. Mm. You know, it's like instead of inviting her to speak on, please, you know, and this is something where men don't realize that they're doing this oftentimes. And I don't blame them because they don't know. But when they invite me to speak and they go, our women were so encouraged. <laughs> and my thing was, what about the men? Like, you know, right. you know what I mean? Or our, our Asian American community would be so glad to have, what about the other ethnic right. group? You know, yeah. in a way it's like, we're empowered to contribute our niche topic, but what about, what about what Jesus has done in my life? Can we talk about that? You know, or, or I would, I think the conversations that would be helpful to me would be um, conversations where our stories could be heard. Our perspectives could be heard without being downplayed um, and actually held with honor. Like you're not just a niche topic, like you're not, but it's, it's part of the core narrative of what God is doing in America. You know, like, I think that would be so healing. Not hey, like we're talking about uh, racial justice this weekend. Therefore, we will right. invite you. You know, but what about hey, we're talking about missions this weekend, and therefore we're going to invite this you know Asian American woman or this Asian American man or this black man or this black woman, you know, or this Native American woman, you know, um, instead of and and you know if you travel the world. And you see the gospel being expressed through different cultures and different people groups. It's such a beautiful Mm. experience. And you get a picture of just how big God is. But in a way, a lot of people just want one color here in America instead of hearing the gospel being expressed through an immigrant family, hearing the gospel being expressed through a black family, you know. And so I would say, yeah, a healing conversation would be. a conversation where my story could be heard, my perspective could be heard. Actually, um, a colleague of mine who's been very helpful, a white male, you know, um, asked me, hey, Faith, like what has been your experience as you've been uh, doing fundraising for your church plant? And I shared, 
I'm like, I'll be really honest. Sometimes it feels like I'm begging white men for money, you know, um, and it's not a great feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's not a feeling, you know, and he was trying to, and he asked a lot of questions. Why do you feel that way? Like, why, you know, why does that? And as I was explaining the narrative of what it feels like to be a woman in a church planting field, a woman of color in a church planting field, you know, and the kind of meetings that I normally hold, you know, um, his eyes just kind of opened up. And at the end, he shared, thank you. I never saw it that way. And that has never been my experience. So I never thought this would be a challenge. And that was healing. Because when someone asks you, well, why is that so hard for you? Why is this not working for you? Just do this, just do that, just do this. You know, like so many colleagues of mine have said, well, you know, a lot of what I, the resource that I accrued was because I made some great connections People really liked me and I, and I was just stopped them there. I'm like, mm-hmm. immediately that's just already 10 steps ahead mm. of where I'm at. Yeah. You know, people don't know me like that. They don't. And when they look at me, they don't see, Hey, I could trust. I believe this woman is anointed, appointed by God and meant to lead on a national scale. Like I don't, you know, they oftentimes they think, well, Asian blonde lady, you know, um, she looks 10 years younger than her age because, you know, Asian don't race it, right? You know, like, it's like, so it's, they don't know what to think, you know? Um, and so already it's like a lot of the legwork is building that trust, building that, you know, credibility. And when I was expressing a lot of this in this conversation, he said, I never saw it that way. And now I understand why it's not as simple as, Hey, just do it. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. It's really helpful. It's, it's really helpful. And listeners, as you're catching this different perspective, just know you're going to continue to catch different perspectives. If we listen in and we lean in, we, we ask the next question. Um, and I find there's always another question we can ask of, mm-hmm. okay, tell me more about yeah. that. Or I have no idea that kind of perspective, but that's helpful. And those are the kind of perspectives we're going to continue to get. We're talking about healthy leadership here. We want to be healthy leaders. We need to ask deeper questions, even if they're harder, even if we don't understand. So that's so good faith that you're taking us here today in a needed uncomfortability. So thank you for that. This has been a season for us. This has been, I mean, the last 13 months has rocked us in so many different ways. Is there a lie that you've been believing or tempted to believe in this last year or so? Oh, yes. <laughs> Which one? Pick pick one of the many. Goodness, mercy. Um, I believe that I could quit. Mm. I think that's one of the lies. That it doesn't matter if I quit or not. Like, I, I should just fold. You know, it's really easy to feel that way, especially when um, in the field of ministry, particularly, there is an acknowledged culture of, you know, um, there's key players here. As long as the key players keep playing, us minor players, it doesn't matter. Mm. You know, Um, especially because the pandemic has um, really affected those with less resources, less influence, you know, a little bit 
more, I would say, you know, um, I don't want to say it was, you know, like as if the other, the pain on the other side didn't matter. Oh no, it matters all across the board, but you know, it's just so easy to be like, well, no one's, no, it doesn't matter. As long as the key players are playing kingdom stuff will still happen. Mm. And I believe that it's a lot because God's specialty is using the marginalized, mm. using, um, those that were overlooked, you know, the misfits, the, the, the outcasts, like God's just so good at that, mm. you know, yeah. um, it's just so easy to feel like what I do doesn't matter anyways, <laughs> you know, like the world will keep turning, you know, I, you know, it's just so easy to just want to just quit, you know? Um, and yeah, I think the temptation to quit, it's real. It's really real. And you just, you know, yeah. And the lie is, well, there are these key players here. It'll keep turning, you know, uh, when actually God has a particular role for every Mm. particular person. Mm. It's so good. Talk to that person right now, that person who's listening, they're doing dishes, they're on a run, they're walking their dog. uh, They're, they're sitting there in their chair with their cup of coffee saying, yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I could just disappear in the background. Why don't we end by you just speaking life and truth and encouragement into that person that's feeling exactly that right now, Faith? No human being can measure what your eternal impact could be. What you know? Who was one of the most iconic characters of well, biblical characters of the Bible? Right? It's Mary. What was her greatest? greatest accomplishment. She got pregnant and she had a baby, you know? Um, I'm sure as she was nursing, as she was outcast, people probably questioned her character to the day she died. But at the end, we see on the long run, her impact towards the world. No human being can measure your eternal impact. You do not know. When Hannah was crying out to God for a child when she was barren, you know, she did not realize that she will eventually give birth to a prophet for Israel, where before Israel could not hear from God. But when Samuel was instilled as a prophet, all of a sudden the word of God started to visit Israel. You know, she changed the nation. I'm sure she did not think of it that way. She probably just thought, oh, I asked God for a kid and I, you know, I got it. So I gave it back to him like I promised. You know, no human being could possibly measure what your eternal impact could be. It's real. It's not about having someone notice you or getting impressive doors to open. It's not about accomplishing something that could be acknowledged by society. It's really faithfully stewarding what God has done for you in that moment. It's faithfully stewarding your now, you know, and you have no idea what God can do. You know, the reason why all these stories with Hannah and Mary is all kind of because back then, what what could women do? Be mothers. And they faithfully stewarded that. They stewarded the heck out of that. <laughs> and they changed the world. They changed nations. You know, the I mean, what are the songs we sing? The, the Magnificat from Mary, which was an echo of Hannah's song. Like, ooh, just mothers. They just stewarded the things that God placed before them. And you cannot judge that. Sometimes when I am in, I'm discouraged and I say dumb things, you know, because that's what we do when we're discouraged. We say dumb things. Sometimes yep. I say off the bat, oh, what? it doesn't matter. 
I, I wasted my time and my husband will always stop me there. And he said, you have no right to judge your life's work. You have no right to judge the things that God has done through you. That's the only time my husband talks to me that day. <laughs> only time. He's like, Faith, Faith Yericho, you have no right to judge what God is doing through you. I do not receive that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and he always tells me, you're just discouraged. <laughs> mm. You know, but you have no idea. We will never know until we'll all get to that place. We all were before the Lord. Like we will never know. So my encouragement to that person, to the person that feels that they are too ordinary, too small, too unheard. It's the Lord that hears you, that sees you, that knows your story. And it is up to God determine, to determine the depth and breadth of your impact. No other human being can determine that. So good. Let's just end it right there. So much goodness. We couldn't pack it into one episode. So we had to quote unquote settle for two. So good. Thank you for your witness there in New Jersey and beyond. I'm so leaning in for you guys and um, just excited about the stories that we're going to hear. We'll have you back on the podcast, right? To just share stories of what God's doing. So Faith, thanks so much for your life, your ministry, continue to be faithful. Thank you so much. Well, friends, a lot to process there. And I want to remind you that if something pricks your heart, if something challenges your mind, to go ahead and hit the share button. Text this over to a friend and say, I would love for you to process this, to think about this. These are conversations I've had with people that I coach. These are conversations that I've had with friends of mine, and whether it's around campfires, coffee, coaching conversations, maybe that's just your team that you have these around the table with the team. We need to be having these crucial conversations. We are going to continue to get in the way to have these conversations, but we want to get out of the way so that you guys can have those. But if you want to continue the conversation, head on over to our Right Side Up community on Facebook. It's free to join. That's a space that we have dedicated, kind of set aside as a safe space to talk about how we live and lead healthy in these challenging times. Guys, hope this podcast is adding to your life not just taking from it. As you're off on your run, as you're doing dishes, whatever you're doing, we are here for you. And we're just so grateful that you would keep listening. Shine, shine, we ain't focused so long.